Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very thrilled, as always, that you are here with me today. Uh, we, we have a wonderful, wonderful, amazing man in studio with me today. Uh, I'll get to him in just a minute. We'll do our quick round of our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. I actually have to read them off my phone today because my printer's not working. Oops. Um, so let's get started. The thing about making it big and doing it fast is that invariably the first steps will be small and slow, which oddly for too many is reason not to take them. But you know better, huh? The universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us that, you know, when we start anything, it, it's, you know, not necessarily a big splash. We're not starting things in a huge rush forward, but, you know, it's those small, little, basic, fundamental steps, doing things a bit at a time, a piece at a time. And slowly over time, it builds and the momentum grows and the energy builds. And before you know it, we've created something amazing and we didn't even realize it mm. um, because it all happened uh, a step at a time. Uh, right. They always say, uh, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One, One bite, bite at, a at a time. Awesome. OK, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today from Abraham. Before you can live anything in what you are calling physical manifestation, you have to have conjured it in vibrational form. You have to have imagined it before it can become reality. Everything that you are living here in this physical body, you have imagined the essence of it before you are living it. Abraham. Mm, this is a good one. I like this one. Um, and it really goes to the heart of the law of attraction which Abraham teaches about that before anything comes into physical reality it's in our imagination somewhere every building you walk past on the street every device every radio show you listen to everything that's ever been created every movie every book every 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 piece of of material that, that human beings have fashioned into something, we had to have that idea first in our imagination and in our mind. And indeed, Abraham is even taking it a level deeper. It's somewhere energetically in our being. And that whatever we create in our life, whatever we allow in, whatever comes to us, it's something that the essence of it, maybe not that exact thing, but the essence of it is something we have focused upon and created in our energy field. You know, so, you know, maybe we, we, we uh, end up traveling someplace and we find this beautiful beach that we never didn't even know was there. And it brings us such joy and the beauty. And we're so thrilled to be there. And, and maybe six months before, we were just looking at some pictures saying, oh, I would love to find a beautiful beach like this. And, and, we, and we totally forgot about it by the time we actually found it. So all of this, all of the things we bring into manifestation, we bring into our lives, these are things that, you know, we have imagined, we have vibrationally aligned with sometime before and you know sometimes the the timing of this manifestation gets a little wonky sometimes <laughs> it takes longer than we thought it would or it happens really really fast because the universe's timing is not our timing and things in my experience always happen at the perfect perfect time even if it doesn't feel that way to us you know, we want to rush through. We want to get to the next thing. It's like, why isn't this manifesting for me? There's still a lesson to be learned. And when it does come, it comes in such beauty. And it comes in such perfection. We could not in, in a thousand years have imagined it that perfectly. You know, we, we have such a limited perspective um, that... that doesn't really allow for us to see the implications of everything uh, that happens. 
So really, when we just surrender the timing to a, a greater intelligence, to that infinite intelligence that is the universe, it just flows so much more smoothly. It just, it just works so, so much better. So two beautiful, wonderful, and very apropos mm-hmm. quotes of the day uh, for my guest that I have in studio today. And, and I am very, very thrilled right now to welcome to the studio Daniel Gutierrez. Uh, Daniel was once a high-powered executive and in-demand consultant who graced the covers of such publications as Latin Business, uh, Siphon, and Siphon, and Color Magazines. Daniel realized that there was more to success than a seven-figure earning potential, though he was listed as one of the the quote top 100 Hispanics in America. Something was still missing. Daniel clearly mastered the outer game, but his intuition told him that to feel fulfilled, he must also master the inner game. At the height of his career, Daniel left it all behind and decided to dedicate the next chapter of his life to becoming a master of mindfulness. During the past 10 years, Daniel has led nearly 30 quests to the heights of Machu Picchu, the depths of the Amazon, and the tops of the Himalayas. After the boardroom, now he has been guiding entrepreneurs and corporate executives in deep dive mindfulness immersions. A beloved mentor and sought after motivational speaker, Daniel was featured in the documentary Luminous Worldviews as one of 18 world-renowned thought leaders in the area of transformational leadership and is the author of the brand new book, Radical Mindfulness, which is what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> so welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Daniel. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here in New York City. I'm, I'm so thrilled to have you here. You know, our paths have been crisscrossing yes. over the last couple of years, and uh, it's truly an honor and, and a thrill for me to have you here. Uh, because for me, you really embody what's right about the world today. Mm, thank you. Uh, you know, you, you, you had it all. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you, you had the money, the position, the reputation, um, yet something in your soul told you there's more to life than just this, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, um, and it was here in New York City that I got that message. It oh, was, really? I was here in New York City. And the first chapter of the book, I talk about that. I, you know, it was a um, November, December day. It was um, I was in a place called the Havana Club on I think on 7th. Fifth Avenue, somewhere around there, oh, okay. 35th floor, membership only. Oh. You know, I'm sitting in front of these big windows. It's snowing outside. It's a sexy scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and and I just had this thought that, what have I done? Mm. And and what does this all mean? Mm. Why why is it so important to be the president of this or the president of that or to uh, be working with the White House? What does all that mean? And I was very very challenged in that moment. I was very challenged to to answer that question. What is the meaning of life for you at this point in your life? So right. I don't want to say that, that I didn't enjoy my success. Right. It's just in a second, my success turned around and it was no longer fulfilling for me, mm. which is the reason why I ended up taking a hiatus of about six years, wow. which I wouldn't recommend anybody do. <laughs> <laughs> because the truth is you do run out of money. <laughs> yes, yes. It's important to be grounded in our yeah, quest. Yeah, make, make some calculated risks. Right. Uh, but that right. was my way of doing life. And, and so, um, yeah, so I decided, what what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? And that's when I went and studied with the monks in the, in the Himalayas and the Sanskrit priests high in the coffee plantations of Kathmandu oh, wow. and in the Amazon with the with in the Amazon rainforest with the maestros and then um, oh, wow. the Kiro and the and the um, and the shamans of the Andes Jeez, yeah. uh, and so I spent a lot of time just wow. being with them wow. I didn't really ask them anything I just wanted to what is what, what is their life like because all mm. of those cultures are very simple yes yes and and was it difficult because it was so different from what you were used to? I mean, like when you go and you, you're <laughs> hanging out with these people, like they're not in like comfortable, no. you know, first world conditions. No. They're no. in like third no. world. No. no. No hot watering water. No water at all. There's <laughs> oh, not hot boy. water. There's no water wow. and there's no electricity. Wow. I mean, I mean, I remember being in the Amazon and, and, and just struggling with, well, how do you take a bath? Yeah, <laughs> and they'd say, "Well, over there." And I went, "No." Yeah. <laughs> what if there's an alligator in there? Well, we don't have alligators. And then we, it would catch it, a caiman, 
And I'd go, I thought you said there was no alligator. Well, this is a baby. Well, guess what? The baby came from a mama. mama. <laughs> <laughs> it did not get here by itself. <laughs> right. right. And they were like, oh, well, you know, like they couldn't understand that concept that, that there was a big mama here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, the, and then struggling with, well, what do you do for water? Mm. Right. And, and, and we had to filter our own water. And uh. so we eventually ended up filtering rainwater because it rained oh, okay. every day. Right. So these are things that. I mean, coming from a posh club in New York City, yeah. you know, drinking a $250 shot of cognac and thinking I was full of myself yeah. to simplicity at, at its basic level, yeah. which is what I think I needed. I needed even uh, the monks in, in the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they would talk about peace and tranquility and I would go, let me drop you in the middle of Manhattan and see how <laughs> quick you breathe. Right. I was getting frustrated with them. Like, you don't know. You don't know, brother. There's nothing out here to get you all upset, right. you know, and just understanding the the essence of stillness you know the essence yeah. of being still so it, w- it was an incredible journey i mean and of course in the the andes you know uh, um another oh, yeah. another thing altogether yes. you know but yet what it's based upon is simplicity mm. absolute simplicity clearing your mind clearing your thoughts and it, it doesn't require sitting in the andes or the amazon or the himalayas right it takes you could do it right here right now in a moment you could be in those places by yeah. just being centered and still yeah. which is difficult for people to do right right because it requires being, honest, being present means and you got to stay still still yeah <laughs> this is new york city <laughs> right so you know my, my friend giorgio who became a theravadan monk and giorgio's the actually the founder of the station when he came back after he took his valves and downed his robes and stuff, and we would have meditations together and stuff. And, and, and you know, there would be, you know, uh, fire engines going by, police cars, sirens and everything. And he said, the world doesn't stop just no. because you want to meditate. That's right. So it's, you need to learn to be still and to go into your meditation practice regardless of what's going on around you. And he actually said, like in Thailand and some of the Theravadan temples, there are kids running around screaming, yelling. There's all kinds of stuff going on. It's not quiet. It's right. not like maybe up in the Himalayas. No, no, they were quiet. Yeah, no, like like there was a lot going on because... You know, the the temples were relatively modest. Uh, the Theravadins, you know, very ascetic sect, um, usually lived like in the village or on the edge of the village. And so there's all kinds of stuff going around. But, you know, you had to practice your practice. Well, I think one of the things that I learned, and as a matter of fact, I was here in New York City um, doing a training. And I, I told her, I just didn't dawn on me when I said, everyone just get quiet. And all I could hear was, yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's so loud. <laughs> and then in a moment, like like a second that I got this download that said, ask him not to resist the noise. Oh. And so all of a sudden I looked up and I said, don't resist what is there. Oh. That is just your environment. It's not yeah. you. Yeah. So don't think about the noise the noise right. is kind of like what you're saying about the temples right it's part of life it's like the right. ocean is not the ocean without waves and right. life is not life without problems right. so be in that because right. there is no other way right exactly that is what present being present is all about is exactly it's okay to be in the back of an, a, a lift or an uber uh, where everything's going crazy and still be in a really cool place exactly it's not about ignoring your no. environment it's no. about being present to right it. okay we're going to take a quick break and when we come back Um, We're going to talk about how all these practices lead us to more mindfulness. All right. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Daniel Gutierrez, author of the new book, Radical Mindfulness. And we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. 
Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're having a wonderful conversation with Daniel Gutierrez in studio today, author of the book, Radical Mindfulness, Profound Inner Peace in in as Little as 60 Mm -hmm. Seconds. So with all these practices and all these things you've experienced in the Amazon and in Peru and the Himalayas, how did that help to bring you to more mindfulness? I mean, stillness is one thing. Right. But mindfulness is slightly different. Uh, yeah, because mindfulness in its rare form is awareness, mm, right? So right. we can be aware of, of how we eat. We can mindfully walk. Right. It's awareness. The problem with with mindfulness, and the reason why I wrote this book is because of the um, flavor of the month, it seems to be, mm. in the mainstream where mm. mindfulness is cool, and it's, right. you see it in commercials, and you right. see it. And mindfulness should never be something that's cool. It's a way of life. Mm. it's a, awareness is a way of life and mm. radical the, the radical part of yeah, mindfulness radical, yeah. you know was the practice of mindfulness mm. like what would happen if we actually practiced our mindful mindfulness practice so let's just say that that pe- some people could do meditation some could do right. yoga some could right. do essential oils right. the problem with with mindfulness by itself is that most people think that if i'm mindfully present in my yoga class nothing against yoga i'm just using that as an example mm-hmm. Um, then I've done all I need to do today. And they get out on the freeway or they get here into New York and the next thing you know, their fingers are flying, their voices are yelling. (laughs) Well, you know, you don't have a practice if that's what you're doing. As a matter of fact, I I got asked to speak at an ashram not too long ago and I was really nervous because I thought, um, I remember sitting in front of them and they're in their positions and I'm going, okay, these are yogis Mm. and they're meditators. What can I possibly say to them Mm. that's going to be profound, right? I mean, these are are lifelong people. And and then I looked at them and and I had a thought and I said, how many of you? I said, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Mm -hmm. This ashram is beautiful. I've never been in one. I love the feeling. Obviously, Mm. you have it protected. It's a beautiful space. I said, but 100 yards at the end of this property, It's a six-lane road Mm. that's fast, a lot of cars in front of a university. Mm. What? And I said, and be honest, what happens when you pull out and someone almost hits you? Mm. What do you do? Mm. Do you yell? Do you maybe use hand gestures? What do you Mm. do? And then they were all looking at me and said, if it's not taking a deep breath, then you have no practice. Mm. And they all just were like, wow. Wow. So that's really what we bump up against life. Right. Like you were talking right, about earlier, right, we bump right. up against life. life right. That's where we need to be more mindful. That's where we need right. to be more present. That's right. where we need to use the breathing, the the connection to go, okay, I need to breathe before I react. Right. Not right. Blah, 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 And then, oh, right. okay, right. let me get back to peace and tranquility, right? Right, right. Because then we're in fight or flight. But, but then I, I would like to offer that... E- yeah, we don't want to react, but then it's also it's a great opportunity when we get triggered like that, because then that trigger tells us something yes. about ourselves, and so then the mindfulness can be, hmm, why is this bothering me so exactly. much? Where does that come from? Because oftentimes that trigger is something much deeper and much more subtle that we're not even aware of. So I personally, I, I love. <laughs> when, when I'm in ceremony triggering people or, or people triggering me because it's a great, it's, it's like following those little breadcrumbs, right. right? I call them divine breadcrumbs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So during your travels, I mean, obviously you, you, you changed your life. It, it wasn't always easy for no. you. Was there a moment in the middle of it where that practice and that mindfulness sort of made itself obvious to you that you all of a sudden like 
got it? Was was it was it was it like that light bulb, as they say, like suddenly turned on? Or was it just such a very slow and very gradual process that just one day you woke up and you looked around and go, "Oh my God, I can't believe where I'm at today." Yeah, it it wasn't that way at all. Uh, it was something happened, uh-huh. um, and okay. so if if you can just imagine, as I was saying earlier, I'm here in New York City. I'm president of a very prestigious organization here in New York City. I'm traveling mm-hmm. back and forth from L.A. I'm an advisor to the Department of White House personnel. Mm-hmm. I have a great speaking career. Wow. have absolutely no reason to go away. Mm-hmm. But I do go away. And imagine mm-hmm. that I'm doing this for six years, and then one day mm-hmm. I felt like Forrest Gump. Uh, you know, when he was running, 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 yeah, running, running, yeah, running, running, yeah, and then yeah. one day he stops and goes, he just stopped. I think that's all I have to say about that. And uh, I stopped and went, what the heck were you thinking? <laughs> Why did you walk away from your career? Uh, what? What are you going to do? Why? 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 That was the only question. I, uh, I mean, I'm in the Andes going, yeah, why? Yeah. What am I doing? Am yeah. I crazy? Maybe mm-hmm. my friends were right. Maybe I am crazy. Right, right. And then I got a phone call. And my sister said, you need to come home. Uh, and my mother had been ill. Uh, and so I said, okay, I'm coming home. And that was that experience. So I go home to see my mom. I'm just going to tell you the story. I go mm-hmm. home to see my mom. And I stay with her one night. Mm-hmm. and I can't sleep because there's all these things on her and they're going off and I don't know if she's dying or what, uh, and I was scared. And I was struggling with my ego and with my my humanity and part of me saying, you should have been home more often, you're a horrible yeah, son, sure. you're going to lose your mom, all the things all that the are natural. Yeah, all the right? natural yeah, all the natural stuff. And then all of a sudden, I remembered all of the teachings mm-hmm. from the monks that had to beat it into my head, just right, breathe, right. you know, from the, the Pacos and the Amazon and the Maestros and this priest that were all about being mindful, being present. Mm. And I got really present I, and I quieted the noise in my head and the, mm. and the human part of me that was, my heart was breaking. And I'm looking at my mother in bed. She's in a hospital bed, she's asleep. And all of a sudden, I could feel her body failing within my own, her struggle uh. to breathe, her liver failing. Everything was, in, was feeling in my own body. Mm. And then in a few seconds, I look over and this body that was mom was no longer mom. It was just like a light, like a spirit. Right. And, and then I was like, well, this is weird, and I don't even know what's happening. So next thing I know, I'm in that same spot. I am absolutely light. Light and light, we're looking at each other, and this spirit, this light says to me, many lifetimes before we incarnated into this body, you made a promise to me. Mm-hmm. Your, promise was that you, your promise to me was that you would be here when I needed you most. Mm-hmm. You are here. I release you from your contract. You are free to go. Wow. It was the most incredible moment in my life. That's oh, when I God. realized that everything I had done was for that moment. moment. Every, mm-hmm. All the trips, all, everything from the, from the very beginning, very yeah. beginning. I mean, at 17, yeah. I was a licensed Baptist minister, so I went down that road wow. for a while. So, you know, wow. if you take it a full circle, 50-something years later, wow. that moment all culminated in that, that a moment of, of presence and and. And that's where the word radical came from. Because I thought, God, mm. that had to be really radical for me to be that present. Yeah. To forget about what I, my fear and my doubt and disbelief and, and just be so focused on her that I had this beautiful experience. Yeah. And so we can have that kind of life when we can spend more time yeah. in that space rather than not. And that's why right, you know, I'm, right. I want to teach people, look, you don't have to do what I did. Right, but please right. don't, actually. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't take six years. It, it, right? Yeah, please, it doesn't take six years. I, I say 60 seconds on the front cover yeah. of, my, of my book. But we can have that. And so that moment is what when everything l- turned on. Right. And that moment, you know, I was at that moment, I was 220 pounds. Oh, wow. And I lost 45 pounds and I got myself in shape. And I realized that this has to be body, mind, and soul. Yes. It can't just be I got my mind and my soul, but my right. body looks like it's about to give out any minute, right? right? right, right you know, right, and right. so um, it's been a beautiful journey. And it all uh, started with that moment, it all culminated when I realized that my whole life was for that second, for that, for those, I don't even know if it was a minute, two minutes, but to be able to connect with that spirit to that, to my mom, uh, and, and be able to take that. And so I had a book deal with an agent, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It was a book called dancing in the chaos. Mm -hmm. They were trying to sell it to big publishers. Uh, I came home from my mom's funeral and I fired the agent Oh. Which they thought you're you've lost your mind. Yeah. Uh, it's Edgar Tolley's agent, right? Oh, they called wow. me and they said we want to we want to we want to sign with you. And wow. we had a movie deal, everything. Oh my and I God. came back and I said, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm so so sorry. I have to write this other book hmm. because this other book is 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 my truth. This is this is my heart, uh, and and I want to tell the story about my mother. And that's not the book that that you bought. Uh, so 
I'm not doing it anymore. I'm, 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 I'm just tearing a contract in half. And so I walked away from that contract and wrote this book called Radical Mindfulness. And I'm glad I did because it's very successful and it's heart based. And, and I tell the truth. I tell the truth of my journey, my journey. Beautiful, beautiful. So what, what do you hope people get from this book? You know, it says profound inner peace in as, less, as little as 60, 60 seconds. seconds yeah. So there's two ways to look at that. There's the, and I got a call from somebody that said, Daniel, quit telling people that. They, they can't find <laughs> profound peace in 60 seconds. I said, really? How long have you been practicing? Oh, about 23 years. I said, great. You should be able to do it in five. <laughs> and they go, what do you mean? I said, we, when we're driving, walking, we could be just immediately, you know yeah. that, because yeah. you practice yes. you know, presence and mindfulness. We can just be into a space by breathing. Yes. But the person that I want to reach is what I call the unchurched. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. the people out there that don't even know that they're not breathing and that they can sit in their cubicles in a high rise in, in Manhattan and still find peace and tranquility in their cubicle just simply by taking a deep breath. Yeah. And if they take a 60 second breath, they might do 120, 180, 240. And Absolutely. the next thing you know, they're doing 520 minutes. Right. 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 So that's kind of what my, I think my mission is, is to get the average person to say, you don't have to do what I did. Right. Right. You don't even have to go somewhere or go to a, a, a place. Just do it from where you're at at this moment right now, and your right. life will change. Right. Uh, Pat, our friend from across the pond, says, we all spend so much time living in a trance, not noticing what is happening around us. Exactly. And, and you know what I love about what you're doing is I love the fact that you know, you're taking all your experiences with these indigenous cultures, these ancient, ancient yes. cultures and wisdom, and really taking it and bringing it into the modern world and yes. making it applicable for today. Right. You know, f- for the modern times, for people like us who live in big cities uh, around the globe and making it accessible. And I feel like this is really kind of the mission for people like you and me. Right. Is to really bring these things forward um, to, the, to, to show us that, like, just because a practice is 6,000 years old does not mean it is not completely and totally relevant for today's That's world. That's right. Well, and I call that neo-shamanism yeah. uh, because, you know, neo says new. Right. And, and I bring a little bit of the Kiro. I bring a little bit of the Amazonian uh, and the different tribes and a little bit of the Buddhist. And I bring it all together and, and take the parts for me that make sense and try to make that palatable for the rest of the world. Yeah. So they can understand that this is not rocket science. I even right. say that in the book. Yeah. Don't make it so difficult. It's right. a simple, it's, easy connection with the creator right. that you can create in, in less than 60 seconds. Right. It's simple. It's not always easy. Right. And that's the that's thing right. people confuse. They do. They think, oh, you, you mean it's, it's so easy. No. No. It's simple. simple. Doesn't mean it's easy. Awesome. All right. Well, time for us to take another break. Um, you can find his book, Radical Mindfulness, on Amazon. Go out. Um, it's in Kindle version, too, right? Yeah. Actually, I, I didn't change it. It's still 99 cents. Still 99 cents. <laughs> I go forgot out. to change the price back. So, hey, it's a deal. <laughs> it's a deal. So go out and get it now. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back... Um, what are we going to talk about next? I don't know. We'll, we'll, just we'll figure be, it out. We'll be present to That's see right. what shows up. Okay. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you love... Or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live. And, and you know what I want to ask you about? We're both members of an amazing organization called the Evolutionary Business Council. That's how we met. It's how many of my mm-hmm. guests on the, on the show over the years have come from the EBC. Um, and, and the EBC is really like an organization of transformational thought leaders. And, and I'm just curious, like, how you've seen that space shift and change. Because to me, looking at it, I mean, I've been doing personal development work. I mean, since I was in college, but, you know, I got away from it and then came back into it maybe 12, 15 years ago. But I've really seen that whole transformational space really shift and change over the last 10 years, haven't you? It, it really is changing. And I think um, as people become smarter mm. uh, in the marketplace, the, the the food they're looking for needs to be more in depth. Mm, the, they, yeah. They're looking for the meat. They're not looking for the fluff. Right, and I think the right. industry is, uh, people are smarter. They're more right. evolved. They're more awakened. Right. And so they may like the... I don't like to call it fluff, but the outer stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but they're looking for more meat. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I've seen the Evolutionary Business Council do is, is evolve with that mm-hmm. to a place where they're, they're really thinking about what is the, the mm-hmm. essence of, of an organization that can impact the world globally. Right. What is that essence? And how do we individually play that in our authenticity, as you were talking about, right. in our authenticity right. so that we're playing the best game we can play? Right. That uplifts the the goals of the organization and also of each of our own businesses as well. Right. So it's an op- it's an awesome opportunity to be part of something. I've seen it grow from four people to where yeah. it is today. I mean, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm curious, um, what kind of response have you gotten, or has the response been different from like younger people around your message to people, let's say, of our generation? Our yeah, I ha- I have had. Um, more people probably in the baby boomer area mm-hmm. that are responding to the book right now. But I have had younger people. I had one of them, as a matter of fact, she's quoted on the back. She's a millennial that says this is a a, um, a handbook for, for me to go back to from time to time to remember uh, to stay. Because it's, it's again, it's really simple. You're right. It's not easy. It's simple. Right. The things that I, that I outline in the book aren't anything new. Right. It's just It's right. just my way of interpreting the the messages or even the ancient wisdom that's been around right. for 6,000 years or more uh, in, in a way that, that, that helps us. Uh, part of being present, part of being mindful, part of being radically mindful is, is keeping it simple. Mm. The human beings have the, the, the ability to complicate things so yeah, much. Yeah, you know, and, and, and so if we can, as teachers, go back to, and I'm sure in your study, going back to what works, simplicity. Right. Simplicity. And right. so that's kind of uh, my goal with the book. And so I think the millennials are seeing that as an opportunity. The young people yeah. are seeing that as an opportunity to go, okay, so I like some of this. Uh, listen, I tell people all the time, take what you like, discard right. what you don't. Right. I'm, I'm exactly. good with that. I'm really exactly. good with that. You know, it's sometimes, I, I, I bring up the topic because sometimes I kind of feel like people like you and me who have been doing this work for a while, we kind of created like the energetic beachhead mm-hmm. and now the people kind of coming through afterwards they're like already so conscious yes. they're already like so in tune with the things like they're like at a level you know where we're at today that i wish i was at when i was you know yeah. their age i was breaking bottles on mailboxes yeah <laughs> knocking over cows Graffiti. i mean I, yeah we weren't doing anything none of this stuff here you're right uh, however, you, they do come into this world so much more evolved, uh, and with technology, learning this stuff so much faster. Yeah. So they, they have yeah. a they're a little bit ahead of us in a lot of ways, but yet they still need our guidance and our right. wisdom. Right. They need Absolutely. our wisdom in order to because we're we're really plowing the plow out there, so right. that the younger right. generations can come in and do their work. Every generation right. has their responsibility. Yes. In terms of yes. their evolution, Absolutely. right? And right. and so every age group, the Gen X, the the, the the millennials, uh, the baby boomers all have their place. And, right. and I, I really want to make clear, we don't need to get caught up in other people's stuff. We, we right. always stay right. in your lane. If you're a baby boomer, you're a baby right. boomer. You, right. you can't change that. Just right. stay in your lane. And let the millennials stay in their lane. Because there's so much discord between, well, we yeah. didn't do that when we were young. I said, great. Yeah. You know, yeah, we all have we didn't have phones either. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all have something to learn from each other. Well, right. So we just got some thumbs up on that one. Um, <laughs> I'm curious, do you feel like this message, the radical mindfulness message, 
is reaching sort of outside the 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 transformational space, yes. like like reaching common people. Yes. Yes, and because that's what it was intended for. Well, yeah. people that, like I said, are the Wouldn't unchurched. Normally, the unchurched. The right. unchurched. That's the only yeah. way I know how to do it. Maybe that's from my minister days. Yeah. Uh, but these are people that are just average people that are going, oh, well, what's all this mindfulness conversation about? Anyway, they're right, hearing right, it at work. Right, right. They're hearing it because yeah. there's some companies that are they're saying, hey, we're going to give you this opportunity. They still don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. So, yes, the, the comments that I'm getting from, from people that aren't in our industry, which right, doesn't right. even put self-help, but a big right. industry. Right. These are people that have average jobs, work every day, work 16-hour days, that are getting an opportunity to realize that there might be something else to the rat race. Yeah. And that's the beauty. Have they given you like any examples of like how something has shifted or changed? I did. Them? I had one, one, one lady actually send me a note. She says, Daniel, I was reading your book and, re- and realizing I used to think I meditated. I used to think that I actually mm. was taking a few minutes. But in reading your book, I realized that I was faking it. Oh. So I really didn't understand what I was doing. However, when I was reading your book, I was teaching myself to be present and I had been in litigation for months and years in this process. Uh, and in getting clear about my intentions, which is I talk about in the book, mm-hmm. and getting clear in the moment, I got a phone call and they settled while I was reading your book. I was blown away. Wow. I said, well, it wasn't my book. Sweetie. It wasn't my book. <laughs> However, it, that, take as, credit. It's okay, Daniel. As you take were credit. Saying, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> as you were saying earlier, when we set our mind Mm-hmm. And we're clear and we set that intention with mm-hmm. commitment, letting go yeah. of our expectation of the end result because mm-hmm. we don't know when the universe is going to give us this. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Yeah. Right? Now you're right. Sometimes it happens a year or two years, but sometimes it's instant. Right. Sometimes we're right. just the universe is waiting for that alignment. Right. And that's right. what being present, being mindful does for yeah. us, is it gets us in alignment with the universal flow. And and and, and detached from it in yes. a way that like you know, we're not detached to the outcome. And sort of what I notice is that the less detached I am to something, the faster it happens. Yes, yes, yes. That That is the way it works. And that's yeah. why I say letting go of the expectation of the end result. Yeah. It's not up to yeah. us. Yeah. But boy, do we have the responsibility of being clear about our our, our desires. Mm. You know, I, the uh, scripture says, I want to give you the desires of your heart. Mm. Didn't say, I want to give you some of it. Doesn't uh. say, I want to give you when you want it. I said, I want to give you the desires of your heart. Wow. Yeah. And so if you really think about that, it means yeah. now. Yeah. But we, again, as we were talking, we cloud it up right, and we make right, it difficult. Right, right, we want right. to go, that can't be me because our life is so busy. It's so crazy. No one could possibly want me. Or yeah. It goes on and on and on. But yeah, mm. so that's an example where somebody was reading the book and went, wow. And I had another lady call me. She was on the train coming mm. from New York to, uh, to Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, she actually got a hold of me and she says, I'm just reading your book. And I- I'm, uh, this is not new to me. But I really realized I was lost again, mm. you know, and that's really the idea. So those people that have had some experience with, with mindfulness and, and meditation, I think mm. it's a reminder because we do. I do. We get distracted and we go another way. And for those who have never had any idea of what it's mm. about, this is a simple outline of how they can do that mm-hmm. and how they can start to practice that that's why again i go 60 seconds right, it may right. have been controversial when i put that on there but that was the whole point yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes <laughs> better to be controversial yeah. uh, i'm more curious what role forgiveness self-forgiveness has in this because you know we can uh, uh, put the effort forward and have the practice to be more mindful but then we all slip, right? Absolutely. Even I slip, and it's, I just don't beat myself up over it. But self, self-forgiveness is huge mm. in, this, in this. Because, look, I, I list five practices. Connecting to essence, mm-hmm. self and others. Um, the practice of forgiveness or self-forgiveness. The practice of, 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 of unconditional acceptance, mm. right? Not conditional. Unconditional right. means I don't have to like it. Right. But I need to accept it right. as it is, not right. as I wish it was, right? Right. right? Then the practice of celebrating life through love and gratitude. And then the most important part of all those practices, how do I integrate it into my life? Mm. Because we can read a book and say, oh, that was a sure. great book. Sure. But sure. never take a moment to say, what am I going to apply out of this book? Right. And the truth is, I think the numbers show that only 10% of what adults take in they can even apply. They, they, it doesn't, right. Everything else doesn't right. stick. Right. So I always right. say, look, find one thing in my book. Find mm. one thing in anybody's mm. book and work it until you're a master of it. Right. And watch how your life changes, right? Mm. So forgiveness is one of those things that that is necessary. That practice is so necessary for our evolution yeah. and for us to let go of, of things that don't, don't serve us. Mm-hmm. You know, I've often said that people 
uh, don't forgive and, and not forgiving someone or yourself is like mm. drinking poison expecting someone else to die. Right, right. It doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm curious. We talked about what it, what led you up to writing the book. I'm curious, like, as you were writing the book, what did you learn about yourself? Uh, you know, that's a good question. And, and what I learned about myself is that I had become the man I wished I was. Uh. Beautiful. You know, it, it's like I wouldn't know all this. And, and, and mm. also embracing my gifts. Mm. Embra- you know, yesterday I got the awesome opportunity with a couple of dear friends of mine uh, to go in studio uh, to do a, uh, bilingual meditations. Mm-hmm. And I was playing the flute for a while. And mm-hmm. then I was playing the tambourine for a while. And I was mm-hmm. playing the, the shakers for a while. And it was all me. And I never had that opportunity because I never embraced uh, my own talents. Uh, and so the gifts, the gifts that we get, you know, I, I, I look at it this way. There's 54 facets in a radiant diamond. Mm. All 54 facets, including the bezel and the crown, have to mm. be in perfect alignment for it to be able to take light and go in the top of the, of the crown and straight up back to source mm. in order for that diamond to be radiant. Mm. We are all, we all have facets of our life that mm. we ignore. Yeah. And we, we say, okay, well, I'm a good writer, but I really need to do this radio show, or I'm mm. this. No, we're all of it. And when yeah. we embrace all those pieces... Yeah. So that it's all in alignment, then we shine more light for the world because we're embracing our artistry, we're embracing yeah. our writing, we're embracing our love. That's what I think I learned out of this book. Yeah, beautiful. When you finished writing the book, was it a sense of relief or a sense of joy? Like, like when you were like, oh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> what was no. that for? <laughs> <laughs> it actually wasn't until I saw it on Amazon that I probably ah. said, okay, the baby's out. Oh, you know. Okay. Uh, but for me, it was a promise I made my mother oh. that I would write a book for my heart, not, not for business. That's what Dancing in the Chaos was about, trying to make money. Okay. And nobody was buying it. Like the big publishers uh, were saying, it's too biographical. And but Anyway, and so this book came from my heart, and, and I, I made a promise that I would... Uh, write this book and so on the second anniversary of her passing i was able to publish it oh wow and that made me feel really good because i said okay it's an accomplishment i can let go i can let her spirit go i've done what i said i was going to do and so it was kind of a the 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 chapter of um a closing the chapter of of grief and mourning for my mother's Mm, passing mm, beautiful beautiful grief and mourning is something we also have to learn to be present oh especially that Or otherwise, we hang on to it for way too long. Right. The book is Radical Mindfulness, available now on Amazon, bookstores everywhere. Um, This is time for our last, I can't believe it's our last break already. It goes so fast. So when we come back, I'm going to ask you what's next for Daniel Gutierrez. Yay. All right. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com 
And we're back on the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Daniel Gutierrez, author of the book, Radical Mindfulness. Go out and get it. Um, so, Daniel, you've like done it all, right? You've had this like figure career, you've advisor to the White House, been covers of magazines and left it all behind and then sat on the hilltops of the Himalayas and in Peru and the Amazon. Is there anything left for, for <laughs> Daniel Gutierrez to do? Yes. What's next? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm setting my heights even higher. Awesome. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things I'm very proud of is for the last, I don't know, 10 years, uh, I've been traveling to Machu Picchu and taking people on spiritual journeys. Mm. And um, one of the years that I was there, I got a message while I was on Machu Picchu. I even put this on YouTube. Mm. That was, um, you know, I was bringing back artifacts from there and things that people were giving me and right. i got this message quit taking our stuff oh. and if you build something here we'll be happy to fill it for you oh. and so uh in just a few weeks i'll be signing papers for my own center oh, in in pizac peru which is in the sacred valley it's called catalina which was my mother's mm. name el centro uh. de amor paz y tranquilidad or that which means the center of, of love, peace, and tranquility. Oh. And so it's going to be a place. It's not a public place. It's a place for teachers like yourself mm-hmm. to come and teach. So if, you're, you know, if you want to bring people to Peru mm-hmm. and you need a, a center, it has a, a restaurant, it has a mm-hmm. conference center, it, has, it sleeps 50. Wow. I'm really excited about that. And that's kind of the next thing in, oh. in the horizon. And then in the summer uh, or sometime this year, this book will be out uh, in Spanish because oh, I really have a heart... Uh, I had a t- I had a radio a TV show last year. Mm-hmm. I did a pilot in Spain. I had my mm-hmm. own TV show called uh, Mindfulness Radical. The same same thing. Uh. And um, I, in six eight weeks, and this is a Spanish show, so I had to speak mm-hmm. Spanish. Mm-hmm. We had seventy thousand people watching the show. Wow. They were blown away. They were like, "Oh my gosh!" I mean, like people really like you. And I said, "Okay, wow. well, I got a market." Yeah. So um, we, I don't do the show now, but uh, I definitely want to go back to. I'm right. doing that and then creating the book so that it's Spanish meditation, it's, Spanish yes. book. And I'm working yeah. on that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. And and you know, it's a pretty large percentage of the world that actually speaks Spanish. Well, Spanish or English. Mm-hmm. So those are the two markets and so I'm going to, I'm going after it. I this is what I want to do and Wonderful. And, and I want to do it through books. I, I don't know okay, that I want to be necessarily traveling all the time. Yeah, I yeah, figure yeah. they can come to me in Peru. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, that's beautiful. I can't wait to come and visit. Yeah, I come expecting that. What's your biggest challenge right now? Staying out of my way. Ooh, even after all this. Really? Even after all this, That's I have to, to be you. mindful that, um, you know, I always tell people about my work. They go, what makes you different than me? I said, I'm not different than yeah. you. I'm just a few steps ahead. I have yeah. I, the human condition, which means yeah. I, I'm privy to fear, doubt, and disbelief. And any teacher that tells you they're not there, run. Mm, because it's right, not true right absolutely. it's not true absolutely they go through the same fears absolutely. we just have a way of managing it faster right. and i switch on to it faster and i move on faster that's right. it that's the only difference and so for me sometimes i have to get out of my own way and realize mm. this is this is the universe's path mm. you asked for this right. get out of the way right. and 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 continue moving forward. How do you notice when you're in your own way? Because sometimes, that for me, that's sometimes my biggest challenge is I don't notice that I'm in my own way. And then when I do, okay, then I can do something about it. Right. But how do you notice? When I get a message or a thought or an idea that's repetitive more than three times, ah. it's the universe getting my attention. It's okay. not because sometimes we say, uh, is that me? Yeah. Where's that yeah. coming from? Is that my ego? No. But if I'm seeing that, or maybe you'll say something, I'll yeah. go, oh, there it is again. Uh, Multiple messages about the topic or the thing that I'm hold, holding on to or not holding on to is definitely something I need to look at, and I do. Gotcha. 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 How is I'm cu- always curious about the reaction to this big change that you've gone through with your family, the, the, those that know you the best. How have they responded to to all these changes? I think they've always thought I was crazy. So. Ah, okay. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, my family, they just like, oh, that's Daniel. Uh, who knows what he's up to, what he's doing? But there, I think the thing, I, I don't hear this, mm-hmm. but I have to believe that 
they're proud of their brother or their uncle mm. or, or um, that's out there really doing something to change the world. I'm, uh, this is not about well, I'm me. I'm sure they see you happier, right? Yeah, well, yeah, happier, thinner, you know, yeah. more, more joyful. Uh, that's the thing I get the most is people going, wow, you're just so happy. I said, mm. not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just when I'm around you. <laughs> exactly. I said, exactly. I'm passionately happy. But I can be passionately angry also. Right. It's part of but I don't stay there. I mean that's a human right. emotion. I'm right. okay with that. Okay, what right. like you said, why am I angry? It's a moment, it's an opportunity to go inward and say what was triggered. Yeah. Because it's never about whatever happened out there. Right. It's about something right. unresolved within right. ourselves. Right. And it's a great opportunity to go in and go, okay, what yeah. do I need to do to let that go? Right. Exactly. That's exactly. what radical mindfulness does for you. Is you start going, whoa. Because not only noticing the beautiful tree outside or noticing the snow melting, it's noticing what's going it's on on the inside. Us, right. That's mastering what's going on, on the inside. That's right. how the things on the outside become manifested. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. What surprises you these days? Oh, I, 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 I was, you know what? Honestly, that I'm still alive. Really? Yeah. I, I thought I would be dead in my 20s. I, I never oh. thought I would live. Nobody in my family lived. The males. My father died in a car accident in his 20s. I had two brothers, a half brother and a real brother. One of them died of cancer. The other one got shot in the back of the head. Ooh. Nobody was living very long. Wow. And I'm, you know, I'm 55 and so, so grateful. And it just, mm. I mean, I am surprised by wow, I get to be on this beautiful earth mm. and I can see myself living into my mm. 80s. I don't know about 90s, but, you know, in my 80s. And that's a long time past 20-something. Yeah. And every day I get to get up and go, wow. Like even sitting in the back of lift coming here, yeah. it was so amazing to me to go, wow, I'm sitting in a lift. I don't know where I'm at. This guy could be taking me to Chicago, yeah. <laughs> but I am okay, right? Well, I'm going to tweak that language just a little bit because you can live into your hundreds. My mom just Thank turned you. 99. Wow. Physically, she's not doing so hot. Mentally, she's totally with it, but she also never took care of herself. Ah, got so it. I'm thinking I'm trying to take better care yeah. of myself, starting to exercise more. You're doing great. Yes. Thank you. My dear friend, I want to see you and play with you for a long time That's to awesome. come. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. We, they might be pushing us around. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> but you know what? Medical technology is right? improving. I think people are living. I, I mean, look, when I was a kid, if you were like 60, 70 years old, you were old. I mean, now, old. Old. Cain like old. old. Like, like Cain old <laughs> right but like now it's like people are in their 90s yeah. and hundreds much more common yeah. by the time we get All right, there, so i had 15 more years yeah you got a little bit more uh who inspires you these days oh my gosh my son inspires me oh how old's your son he's 17 oh wow yeah, he's about to graduate high school and i see so much of myself in him mm. and and i just you know i get out of i get out of his way mm. just go do what you got to do son i'm here for you when i need you always to guide you, but I don't want to get in your way. Right. And whatever I know about life is nothing compared to what you can learn. Mm. I can be here as a source of wisdom and say maybe that's not a good idea, but even yeah. that, it's kind of like going to college, and please, people don't get upset about this. You go to college for five years, you get out of college, and everything you learned is obsolete. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, by the time and, you graduate, so by the time so I'm trying to counsel my son about something that I did when I was a child, it no longer applies. Right, right. It's right? a different world. And so, so, he really inspires me. He's got a big heart, you know, mm. and um, he's smart and he, he plays the saxophone. He's in the band. He's in, the, you know, he's a oh, wow. soccer player. He's a volleyball player on varsity. I mean, oh, he does man. it all. He yeah. does it well. Yeah, good. And that, is, that inspires me. Cool, cool. All right. The book is Radical Mindfulness. Um, besides the book, um, how else do you work to people? How can people get in touch with you? They can go to my website, mm -hmm. danielgutierrez.com. That's G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z.com. And you'll see um, I do coaching, mm -hmm. uh, my trips around the world. Yeah. Obviously, the center's going to be there. Yeah. Things They can just plug in there and sign up for my database and see all the different things that I'm doing, right. where I'm going to be at. Because I love seeing people. I'm yeah. not one of those people that come to a city. I, if I can get to see someone that's read my book or hasn't met me before, I'm happy to do that. Oh, beautiful. Be yeah. Do you know when you're going to do your next trip to Peru? Yes. Uh, my next trip is July. Oh, okay. To, that's my group going there. Mm -hmm. But in a, in a few months, I'll be going to solidify the contract for the center, and I might open sooner. And oh, allow really? people to come. Yeah, oh, so beautiful. I'll be there. I'm going to stay there like four or five months. I have to, I can't stay there so long. They kick me out, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I have yeah. to come home and then yeah. go back six months later. Yeah. So probably four or five months out of the year, I'll be in Peru. Beautiful. I, I look. I so so. Oh, you're going to love it. Going it's beautiful with you. Oh, it's beautiful. beautiful, beautiful, awesome, awesome. Um, 
I had one more question I wanted to ask you, and it just like flew out. Um, what would you say to somebody who's going through a very difficult time right now? You know, when it's such a time of transition, things are shifting and changing. People sometimes don't know, you know, where to turn. What piece of advice would you give somebody right now who's going through a tough time? Get yourself present, mm-hmm. however you decide to do that. Ask yourself where you are. Am I in the past, the present, or the future? Mm. And bring yourself present. Ask yourself, am I okay? Mm. Right now, not in the past or the future, right now, and most of the time we are. And then ask yourself, are the thoughts I'm having right now real, and have they ever been real? And most of the time they're not. And Uh. so you begin to realize that the stories or the lines and the fear, doubt, and disbelief are probably mostly self-inflicted. And that's what we can change. It yeah. may not change the uh, it may not change the situation, but it can change the outcome. Right, right. So I'm not discounting that life is life and that things happen and bad yeah. things happen. Sure. What I'm saying is that your feeling, stress, fear, doubt, and disbelief doesn't change it. Right, right. It and happened, and usually it just comes from a story we're telling ourselves. Right. And the story may or may not have anything to do exactly. with what's going on. Right. And when we can get in that space, which is why radical mindfulness is so important, then we can begin to realize, okay, so I have a choice. If I'm broke and there's no money in the bank, flat ass, you don't, excuse me, you just have no money in the bank. Right. You know, you have no money in the bank. I don't care how much stress you put in it, how much fear you put in it, how much doubt you put in it. It doesn't have babies. Right. It's not going to change, right? I don't know why you check it three times a day. It's not having babies. So then accept that. That's part of the acceptance we were talking right, about. Right. Get into the, the unconditional acceptance and do something about it. Right. Instead of being in fear and paralyzed, right? right? Beautiful. Beautiful. What a wonderful note to end the show on. Thank, Thank you, you so much. so much for coming in studio Thank today. You. Thank you, Daniel. Always a pleasure to be in Thank your you. presence. And thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Patty says spot on. Thank you, Patty. Um, and I appreciate you all, as always. If you enjoyed the show, please share it. Uh, tell your friends about it. Get it out there. Don't keep us the best kept secret. Um, I appreciate you all. Thank you. And we will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 